Let's get the show on the road. You ready? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 55. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Apropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. After many, 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 many technical difficulties, we are back at it again it's been a weird, with another podcast. It's been a weird setup today. It has been a weird setup. I'm not – we have to – we're doing it old school right now yeah, uh, back the way that the way we used we to do it before I had my board, which only is, is reliant on internet. And if the internet's not working at the Franciscan University of Steubenville, then, well, boys, we got to do it. We got to do – we got to hack it. We got to hardware it. We got to <laughs> – we gotta, we gotta science it, Morty. I'm gonna set up. I'm gonna set up a studio. I'm gonna set up a small little corner in the New Catholic yeah. Generation house, in their basement. It's happening. You should. I'm being 100 percent honest. You should I'm do that because do they have wired internet? Do they have wired internet there? They do. Well then, what are you doing in your dorm? I just haven't gone down there yet. Ah, oh, Patrick, you need I to. Know. What we need to do. Is, here's what will happen, is if you move into the New Catholic Generation house, slowly but surely, we will become the New Catholic Generation. <laughs> uh, Joseph will kind of move out, Renee will kind of move out, we'll slide in, and then bada boom, bada bing, we got ourselves a channel with 20,000 subscribers. You'll be the new Joseph and I'll be the new Renee. Exactly. Uh, so it's good to see you, Patrick. It's good to talk to you. Because um, we can't I'm glad see that we are, we're back... We can't see each other because of the internet problems, but we're here. We're we're grinding. Um, what? <coughs> I don't know what's going on with my body right now, but hey, we're here. Yeah, you, you're uh, making a lot of. What sniffles. are we talking about? I think we're gonna be. We talking having about a lot of sniffles today, Ethan. Are we really talking about pornography today? I think so. That, I'm think... kind of lost and confused. Are you lost and confused? It, I I I was told by a podcast co-host of mine that you have been receiving a lot of emails and DMs about us talking about pornography, and I think that's a, I think that's something we should talk about. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. I don't know who told you that, but it was me. Um, <laughs> so I've been getting I've been getting messages on Twitter for months about talking about pornography and masturbation, which I've always kind of been. Uh, shy to do on the podcast just because like well at the beginning i didn't really know patrick that well and i didn't want to i didn't want to talk to you about it if it was like a sore subject and it's not something that i ever really struggled with growing up and so i didn't want to come from a place that seemed in in genuine not genuine ungenuine and so i just kind of kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and then hugh hefner died and there were all these conversations about it and um, and then Patrick went on this retreat and had some had some good experiences with these eighth grade boys, and then now here we are. And so I'm like, mm, we might as well talk about it and just see what happens because both of us have thoughts and we want to help people, but at the same time, like, there's only so much that we can say that hasn't been said already by people that are much smarter and much more educated on the subject than we are, i.e., Matt Frad, Michael Gormley. Um, Etc. You know what I mean. You can't think of anybody else. <laughs> I can't think of anybody else. I'm I'm not very well rounded on the chastity speaker circuit, so I just kind of <sighs> circuit is one of my trigger words. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think? What do you think? Where are you coming from? I What's mean, your the the best the best thing about 
the best uh, the best way to approach speaking about pornography and chastity is like through witness style. But yeah. we run into this problem where like giving your witness over and over and over again about one specific thing it like it hurts to like live in that past so often you know and yeah um, yeah, we ran into a problem here i mean not really a problem but like we we kind of i kind of ran into this last year during we have a human sexuality symposium every september and last year we invited audrey Saad to come speak and like i can't really and like she has a really awesome witness on porn addiction but i mean i can't imagine it's easy to talk about a porn porn addiction when you're like you know first of all freed from it and like still struggling with it obviously but like trying to move on and like live with your family and be like be away from the sin you know because why would you yeah. want to keep talking about war after you've left it you know it's like it's exactly yeah it really sucks but it, it helps the people who are currently fighting the battle so it's it's, it's this weird catch-22 where you're like kind of you don't want to focus on the sin but you know other people need you to Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I, I struggled with pornography and masturbation when I was in middle school and early high school, and it just, I don't know, I don't, I don't like going, I don't like going back to it and talking about it, but I know that it'll yeah. help people, so, I don't know, I'll try and touch on it as much as I can without getting too, uh -huh. like, too into it, because, like, you know, my, my friends and my mom listen to the podcast, and I want to just, like, talk about dumb stuff I did in middle school, you know? Yeah, no, that's totally understandable, and I think that we have to have a good, a sensitive approach because I think a lot of times nowadays it's like porn is real and we should attack it head on and we should talk about it. Like, and I think sometimes that kind of will hurt people yeah. more than help them um, instead of bringing them into a conversation or into a relationship that can heal instead of just bringing up hurt. Cause I, I think we associate like bringing up hurt, like especially in retreat settings, like you just bringing up the hurt as progress when in reality it's just i don't know what it is but it doesn't help anything you know like me being reminded that i sinned you know in in a variety of ways does not lead me any closer to i mean i'm aware of the sin and like being aware of the sin obviously is an important step in the process but if you're just bringing up hurt for hurt's sake to get emotional reactions I, you're not going to see any conversion you're not going to see any healing from that yeah you're and just so i think that emotions exactly and so i think that that uh, us talking about it and how we should talk about it with our friends you know outside of a podcast uh should be kind of with that frame of reference like i want to talk about this or somebody's talking to me about it i don't want to bring up their hurt i want to help them heal yeah so that's kind of where i'm coming from at least when you say what you said with that head-on approach it kind of made me think about something the catching foxes guys said a couple of episodes ago they were talking about how back in college so that's our age. Um, they would talk, they would talk yeah. about, oh, like I fell again. Be like, oh man, get back. You know, it's all good. Blah blah blah. blah. And that's kind of how guys talk about pornography and masturbation. Is they just talk to each other and they're like, oh yeah, well you know, it's like a really tough sin. Like you know, like you guys struggle. Like I'll I'll, I'll, be, I'll be praying for you. Just, you know, fight the good fight. You know, and 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 turn your phone off before you go to sleep. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like here's 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 some here's some uh weak assuredness of prayer and then uh, also here's a fun tip uh maybe don't have <laughs> the internet next to you when you're at your most vulnerable and it's like taking it so blase and so i'll have those conversations with men about pornography mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. i'll have conversations with women where they're talking about either their struggle with pornography which isn't very often or their um encounter with a boyfriend or sometimes a parent who struggles with pornography and there's just mm -hmm. so much more 
pain there, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's almost, it's, 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 it's jarring and it, it makes me feel bad for ever having taken the subject lightly. So I don't want to take mm-hmm. this subject lightly. Definitely. Cause we even kind of joked about it when we talked about it. Like, how about we do a porn cast? It's like, yeah, let's talk about this st- subject that everyone wants to talk about. And it's super awkward to talk about, but it's also like, it's like, it's really easy to make light of something because it's, it's an awkward private sin. Yeah. And it's, it's something that is really, really easy to joke about. See any male locker room ever. You know what I mean? Or any, if you ever talk to a group of high school boys, like if they aren't serious about it, then they will just make, they'll make light of it because that's the only way they know how to cope with something as grave and as disordered as pornography. Yeah. When we and were so, bringing up pornography to the middle schoolers this weekend, um, we didn't, we weren't allowed to explicitly say it, but we kind of alluded to it and then a kid mm-hmm. raised his hand and was like, are you talking about porn? And since he said it, we were allowed to talk about it. And yeah. <laughs> since he brought it up and some kid was like in the back and he was like, he like snickered. He was like, Oh, what's that? Like, I don't know what that is. And I like, I slammed a basketball down on the table and I was like, shut up. You know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I know you watch TV. Like I, I, he was, I was like, I've been you. It's like, I was in middle Aggressive school six passion. years ago. And he was like, sports nevy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> First the Pittsburgh Pirates, now this? Man, Patrick. Now this. What's happening? God. What's happening to Patrick? Next I'm going to start tailgating like Ethan. Um, Whoa. Uh, oh, where was I? Yeah, so we like to joke about pornography. Nobody jokes about, like, you know, committing. Well, people do joke about committing murder, but not mm-hmm. not if they do it. You know, like, anyway. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I guess, like, some of the ways that I've seen pornography addiction and struggles be taken seriously is by uh the teens that i volunteered with this summer i think mm-hmm. they did a really good job of yes like you have to mm, it's it's really easy to fall into the yeah i'll be praying for you um you know good luck hope it works out you know all that stuff and there is some of that because it's just like the easy response but the the guys that i know what they do is they all have accountability partners um and we all have this group chat that we're all in um, and if they're struggling or if they they fell or, or whatever, um, then they'll post in the chat or they'll send a message to their uh, accountability partner and they'll say, hey, I, I struggled. And then what they'll do is they'll fast for 24 hours, as in they won't eat for 24 hours. That's sick. That's awesome. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, and I don't feel like... And, and they're they're very they're very confident about it, and they know that they're all struggling, and they're actively working to beat it by like doing something radical every time one of their brothers falls, and they take it very very seriously. And I, I think that's how I think that's how seriously any kind of addictive habitual sin should be taken. Is okay, you tell your accountability partner, and your accountability partner doesn't just like say okay, cool, and then like I'll pray for you. They like actually do something. They they mortify themselves, you know, for the betterment of the other person, um, which is good. Like, that's how it should be, you know? And if it needs to get more serious than it does, but usually, like, if a guy knows, if a guy's sitting on his laptop, right, it's like 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m., whatever time it is, and he's, he knows that if he, he, if he falls to this, then his friend doesn't get to eat for an entire day, like – that's a pretty big motivator to not do it, you know? Yeah. And it helps, it helps train. 
And I think that's I think that's a good way to approach it. I don't. That's like one of the things that I've seen. Have you seen like anybody be effective in accountability and like kind yeah, of yeah? I had a way? I had a counselor once tell me uh, at like a camp I went to that he confided he was like Mr. Youth Group, and then his senior year of high school he confided in his youth minister that he struggled with pornography. And then a week later, mm-hmm. the youth minister came back to him a week later and said, "I took a week of cold showers for you." Like, I hate cold showers. Don't make me do that again. And he was like, all right, I quit. <laughs> wow. And it was... Yeah, cold cold showers is another big thing. Cold showers suck. But... They do. Yeah, and, and like I said earlier, it's it's a lot of shaking up and, like, different ways to, to wake people up, to, like, snap people out of it. Um, uh-huh. I, had a, I had a friend. I had a household brother. I asked my household brother if I could share this story anonymously. Um, mm-hmm. But I had a household brother during testimony week which is like we we all give our witnesses he talked about a conversation he had with his girlfriend um about he said it was about like four months into their relationship and um he he was like yeah so i i'm a month free of like pornography and masturbation and i wanted to let you know that like i fell and he said she kind of like kind of paused like he didn't know what she was going to say and she was like, I'm not, like, angry with you. I want you to know that off the bat, and I'm proud of you. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but uh, she said that, I, you know. She's like, but it's weird, but I'm just upset that you would seek a sexual experience outside of me. And when he said that, I was like, holy crap, I can't imagine what that would be like to have someone say that to me. Like that, that To hear that? Yeah. That would be brutal. Could you, could you imagine hearing that from your girlfriend? Like, just, I can't believe that you would seek a sexual experience outside of me. Because that's what pornography does, you know? Mm-hmm. It does what Adam's original sin was. It takes, it takes Adam away from Eve. And then Eve is left vulnerable. And women yep. feel that. They oh, feel they alone In and a vulnerable. big, big, big way. They, they feel our sin more than we do. And it, mm-hmm. it sucks because, like, we're like, a lot of the times we um, – Pornography turns us in on ourselves, and so even in that mindset, even when we feel remorse for our sins, our remorse only goes into ourselves. You know, like we're only—I'm only sad because my sin um, makes me feel ashamed and hurts my relationship with God and makes me feel guilty. You know, me, 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 me. It's still me, me, me. You don't think about my 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 sin affects my future spouse, my future children, my current friendships with women, my current ability to love women chastely. It's like. There's so much that goes into it. Not even, not even just future spouse. Like if you fall into, if you fall into pornography, you should pray for your current female friends, because you falling yeah. into pornography hurts your relationship with them. Because you start to look at them as, at them as objects, and eventually they're going to start to notice, and they're going to start to feel it, even subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is all good, and I think this helps, like, for those that are younger. But like in college, I think it just kind of ramps up. Like what the intensity mean? of it is increased. Like the, because mm, college is sex camp. I don't know yeah. if you know that. Um, well, I've heard that's stories. what college is. I know. I well, I know you go to Franciscan and there's not much sex there, but uh, at public universities and like at most colleges around the country, like that's that's a big part of college is you know you're free from home, you have a place to you have a place to have sex whenever you want really, and. Uh, the the whole like social system is built around getting people to have sex with each other like that's that's why fraternities have parties that's why uh, people go to the bars like 
And I know that's not, that's, uh, there are people that are exceptions and they go to party and they're not looking for sex, but for a vast majority of college students, that's what it's about. And, you know, we kind of talked about this last week, like when you try to go and you participate in these things and you still feel lonely um, and you went there and you have this whole system built around sex and you feel lonely. And then there's kind of this only one, you know, natural logical conclusion of where you're going to go, you know, is, is to pornography. Um, yeah. and everyone's like, well, what is this pornography epidemic? Like, what is, what is going on? I'm like, have you been to a college campus on Friday night or on Saturday night? <laughs> that, yeah. That's why is because that's what people's, that's what their, that's what their life revolves around is like when your life revolves around this, this party and this, this ritual of going out and, you know, trying to accomplish this task. And then you fail at that task and it's all been built up and you, you need to find some way to accomplish it. Then that's, that's where you're going to go. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. It's terrible. It's absolutely tragic. Because pornography makes you unable to talk to women because you're used to just clicking a button and women do what you want. And yep. the real world is not like that, obviously. So you, mm-hmm. you go to a party, feel alone, you go, you go to pornography and then pornography makes you less able to talk to women the next time. So you go to a party, you feel alone, even if you're not looking for sex. Even if you're not mm-hmm. looking for sex, yeah. because this Even happens at Franciscan too. This happens at Franciscan yeah. too. Pe- men are unable to talk to women, and they feel alone, so they go to pornography, which makes them more unable to talk to women, and they mm-hmm. they consistently, consistently feel alone. And then women are left just like, what What are we supposed to do? I, I had a friend talking to me the other day. She was like, I just feel like there are no guys that are pure enough. And it wasn't like she had this high standard. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't even have a high standard. Her, her standard was just someone standard, who is not the standard, addicted just, to sex. Just, exactly. Yeah, that's not a that's not a high bar to high bar to achieve. Yeah, I mean, it, but yet it is. I feel like there are no virtuous men, and I was like, man, I'm that sucks. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. And the, and the biggest issue is that, you know, there are all these guys that are struggling. There are all these girls that see these guys struggling and they don't know what to do. Um, and, then, and then maybe, you know, you, you have a talk at your campus center and that might inspire people to change. It might not. Um, maybe you have a friend that you are there for to support and maybe he stops and maybe he doesn't like, there's no, like you said it before, like there's, we want the pornified solution to porn. Like we want the one step, one click solution. Um, and I wish, I honestly wish that existed. Like, I wish that there was a way that I could just say, Hey, um, everybody no more porn. (laughs) It's done now. Hey, it's gone. Cut that out. So it's over. Cut it out. Stop. You can only, you can only slam the basketball down on the table so many times. You know, mm-hmm. you just, after a while, it just sounds like a bouncing basketball. It's like, whatever, I've heard this before. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I think, I think it all stems, like it all comes from like the, the ineffectiveness of, you know, chastity awareness or chastity speakers or like discussions on chastity in college all stem from somebody's experience earlier in life. Like what was your first experience with pornography? You know, like here's, a, I'll tell my story. So like, my big thing is that when I was growing up, when I was when I was in seventh and eighth grade, my hormones were raging. I was a I was a tiny little boy ready to just date women. <laughs> you know, a seventh. You, if you see a picture, I'll post a picture of me when I was in seventh grade to show you how much I should not have been dating women. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I had braces and glasses and my hair was way too long. It was awful. I don't know um, if we were friends on Facebook when I did this, but I posted a picture of me from eighth grade and I was like, dear all women that I like, dear all girls that I liked in eighth grade, I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> but anyway, so I was, I was in seventh grade and I think that I remember exactly what was going down. So I was getting the Sports Illustrated magazine, right? Yikes. Um, and so hold on. So my parents specifically did not purchase like the swimsuit edition um, because like they're good parents. And, um, but that like didn't stop. So when I got Sports Illustrated, I would read like the stories about football and everything, but my eyes were always open for like advertisements for the swimsuit edition, you know, cause they had those in there and that's what I would look for. And I would kind of like, you know, take a little peek and like, kind of like, hee and like run away and then check back, you know, a couple of times. And like, that was my first real kind of encounter with that sort of world. And then one day I was kind of sitting in the, in the living room and my dad was in the kitchen and, um, he picked up the sports illustrated and he was flipping through it too. And he found like that advertisement and he starts like getting upset. He wasn't mad at me. He was like talking to my mom and I was just kind of, I was over, I was watching TV or something. And he's like, I can't believe they're hawking this crap in this sports magazine. This is absolutely disgusting. And then he like threw it into the recycling bin. He's like, we're never doing, we're not, we're not going to order their magazine anymore. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I guess it's a bad thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I knew that it was bad. I knew that it was wrong, but like seeing my dad just immediately shut it down was like huge for me, you know? And it made me like, Oh, I can't, I can't even like do this a little bit anymore. Like it's, it is not okay. And that made all of the chastity talks and all of the pornography talks that I heard. I heard a couple like a year later, I heard Matt Fred speak and like that really nailed it home because of, he talked about like the reality and the statistics and the science and all of that stuff but I was 10 billion times more open to what Matt Fred had to say because of my dad and like yeah. that, you know, one minute, uh, you know, him getting upset for one minute and throwing the magazine down, you know? And I think that first experience is critical. And I think that, you know, I'm in the very, 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 very small minority, unfortunately. And a lot of guys and a lot of girls don't have that first experience and so that makes their first chastity talk not as powerful it makes their second chastity talk not as powerful it makes that you know what i mean and then it just kind of spirals and then it's all just noise and it sounds like the charlie brown adults going wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so and ch- yeah chastity speakers know this and they do they know they know what i'm about to say it's like a chastity talk is not a solution for bad parenting it's not a solution for yeah. – I'm not saying that everybody everybody whose kid falls into pornography is a bad parent. Um, Mom. I'm, I am. Sorry. Sorry. Step it up. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm but, not saying that. you know, it's – this. The, it's a one-on-one relationship. Like my friend who – like the youth minister um, cold shower story that I told earlier. The reason that worked mm-hmm. was because it was a one-on-one encounter with another person who was helping that person struggle helping that person through their struggles. It'd be better if it's a parent because like you said, your dad even just kind of giving a little bit of a witness, not sitting you down and having a chastity talk with you, but literally saying like, this is this is ridiculous. This is, this is garbage and then throwing it in the recycling bin. Another mm-hmm. great witness for eco, eco-friendly fatherhood. But fatherhood <laughs> is the solution to this problem. And the only- Two for one. Two for, two for one. <laughs> fatherhood is the solution to this problem. But the problem is, the, solu- the problem is creating less fathers. And it's like, Oh no, this is bad. It's almost as if it perpetuates a cycle. It's almost like sin perpetuates sin. Wow, that's crazy. 
Who would oh, have guessed that? Oh, I know. Put your hands up. The people that wrote the scriptures knew that. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, Man. uh It's... It's so wildly frustrating to me because I feel like I can't do anything except, like, be there and, and talk to my friends if they want to talk to me. You know, because it's not like – I like to assume that none of my friends are struggling with it, but I don't know. You know, like, a lot of my guy friends are really strong Catholic men. Yeah. I don't want to go up and be like, hey, are you, are you struggling with pornography? No? Okay, cool. Sorry for assuming that you were. You know, like, that, <laughs> just, like, kind of a – kind of an awkward thing and like you don't really know who's struggling unless somebody tells you and i think that i don't know i don't know i feel like i just feel i feel like i can't do anything and i feel like there needs to be a larger like i don't know i don't know what to do i don't know how to i don't know how to solve the issue because i know that the numbers exist and i know that there's a good chance that like nine out of ten guys that i'm in a room with are currently struggling with or have been recently struggling with pornography um, and it's like what six out of ten girls or something like that seven out of ten girls the numbers are very similar so it's like what do you do when it's just like so overwhelming but so silent and so hidden what do you do yeah because you can you can say what the problems are okay the problem is a lack of fatherhood the problem is a lack of realization that mm-hmm. we're not um the problem is a lack of realization of our sin the problem is a lack of um the problem is a presumption of salvation at the end. Like, oh, we're always we're always going to be saved. It doesn't really matter what we do. It's like you can say all these problems. There's a problem here, problem here, problem here. But you can't solve any of those problems. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a there's a, obviously a reason to talk about those problems. But once you yeah. kind of say those problems, here's the problem. It's up to each individual person who hears you to do something about it. And the reality, as we learn from Scripture, is once Jesus preaches to a multitude, once a multitude hears a calling, the majority will walk away. And yep. so no amount of preaching or podcasting will solve this problem. Yeah. And Sorry folks. No, no solutions here. No podcaster or or Catholic speaker, or chastity speaker you you email will be able to solve your problem for you. It's going mm-hmm. your problem can be solved by a friend, a parent, and if you have none of those, a counselor, honestly. Like the these one-on-one relationships with people that will continually talk to you and mm-hmm. There's no one size fits all conversion. You can't just go to a, you can't just go to a conversion booth and like click in the kind of Catholic you want to be and like out pops like the medicine that you need. It's gonna be yeah. a person figuring you out and helping you walk. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and that goes uh, that goes with every every sin. Like, oh, yeah. I maybe you don't maybe you don't struggle with pornography. Maybe you struggle with drinking. Maybe you struggle with like something else. I can't think of some other right third. Maybe you sh- some other third thing. Maybe you struggle with drinking, and you're like, "Man, I just can't get out of this." I feel like all of my friends are doing it, um, but nobody really talks about how bad it is and how much we hate it. But like, we know every time we go and we start drinking that none of us are going to be happy the next morning. So like, I don't know what to do. You, the best thing that you can do is talk to somebody one on one, like your best friend. And maybe if your best friend isn't sympathetic to your cause, find a new best friend. Uh, which I know sounds it's easier said than done, but it's something that you have to do. Like, if your friends aren't supporting you in your struggle against sin, and they're just saying, oh, whatever, then they don't care about you. Then they do not love you. Which sucks, and that's really hard to hear. And especially for, like, telling that sort of thing to high schoolers really gets them riled up. Uh, yeah. Because in high school, you feel like you're stuck is, with your friends. 
Yeah. You're not, st- you, mm, you can break up with your friends. <laughs> you know, you aren't, you aren't trapped in with them uh, forever just because they're friends, just because you haven't signed a, you haven't updated your Facebook status to, oh, I'm friends with this person, you know, and it's not like an official thing. Ethan, you can, you you can still, your status you're, to have a friend request. Ethan, do you even go on hey, Facebook? Listen to me talk for a minute. Okay. This is a young people <laughs> podcast. We have to get our terminology right. I use twitter.com. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, get rid of those friends. Put people in your life that are good. And maybe that the first step is a counselor. Maybe the first step is a teacher or a spiritual director, your priest, um, a, a nun or a sister that you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know who you feel comfortable with. Maybe it's, maybe it's your parents. Maybe you talk to your parents. I don't, I don't know. But at the end of the day, you're not going to solve anything on your own. Uh, you, you can't do it on your own. And if you try to do it on your own, you'll fail unfortunately which really sucks um you can take some steps to help mitigate like you can there are some practical tips that like we have kind of made fun of but they are actually important yeah like the whole laptop like keep your (laughs) keep your laptop out of your room dummy that's like one of the classic ones um and then you're like oh well it's fine i'm just gonna keep it closed and off and it's like buddy you you know you you know, you know what you're going to do. You know what you're going to do. And you know that you know. it's not like a split second like, oh, crap, I looked at porn. It's like you you make several decisions to like turn, boot up your computer, log in the password, open up. You, that that all happens. So mm-hmm. like just get get rid of the laptop. You don't. You also don't really need a laptop. Colleges have computer labs. Hmm? Yeah. If it's that serious, My- if that's serious about it. I know some people that, you know, had smartphones and the whole problem was their smartphones. They just – downgraded and they got flip phones with no internet access and like they just calls and texts and that's all that it did and they're probably going to heaven i would hope so i would hope so um like that's but they didn't do that on their own like they had a friend that was encouraging them and supporting them in that decision you know like i'm thinking about getting rid of my smartphone does your friend say why the heck would you do that you there's porn on it or does your friend say that's a really good idea i'll do it with you like Ooh. that's a true friend. Nice. Find friends that are willing to die to themselves for you. Find friends that are willing to fast for 24 hours. Find friends that are willing to take cold showers for a week. Find friends that are willing to get rid of their smartphones so that you can overcome your sin. In addition, be that friend for other people. Look for friends, so not the, basketball slams. Yeah, like this is not a this is a podcast about pornography, but this is really not a podcast about pornography. This is how to be a good christian (laughs) that's that's what it all that's what it all boils down to is oh yeah we've got this this issue we've got this sin that's just pervasive in our society and we don't know how to handle it um well the reason it's so pervasive in our society is because we have millions of christians that don't act like christians you're right that's it that's a that's the end of it and it's not the people it's not because you're sinning this the sin does not make you unchristian it's how you treat the people that sin and how you act once you are aware of your sin, that makes you unchristian. I don't know. Maybe I'm too harsh. No, I think you're right, and here's why. Oh, here, I don't think you're being too harsh, and here's why. I think, like, I'm I'm ranting at the, the people who are struggling and don't, and aren't doing anything about, you know, struggling. They're not doing anything about getting free because they really don't want to, because that was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're ranting about the people who have the ability to help people and aren't because yeah. that's you sometimes. Yeah. 
this podcast is a rant at ourselves exactly <laughs> and i and in my mind like yes this is about pornography but this is about so much more than that you know i see my friends just just so depraved so sad it hurts not even my friends like people that used to be my friends that i am in full position to like talk to and like be there for and i just kind of choose not to be yeah i've been like, there too uh, one of the saddest things for me is just kind of or at least it was last year is just kind of listening to my or in, in past years listening to my roommates and my old fraternity brothers have conversations on sunday mornings you know about mm. the night before it's just mm. yeah one of them mm. so sad one of the saddest things is like and we've all gone through this like in college especially if you're like still going to church when you're in college you like look back on your high school youth group and you're like who stayed and it's like oh i kind of just assumed that everyone was always going to but then you see like some people kind of like fell away and are kind of back at the living in you know a sinful lifestyle and it's like oh man maybe i shouldn't have assumed everyone was okay just because they attended every youth group meeting maybe i shouldn't have assumed that mm -hmm. people weren't struggling with sin maybe i should have helped people and i mean obviously you can't dwell on that and you, but you should definitely learn from it like evangelizing evangelizing the faithful is important that's in that's in a church document somewhere i think it's oh good oh patrick we're devolving <laughs> evangelizing is important uh oh the catechism oh, no. also uh, Help. uh jesus <laughs> jesus jesus the source jesus. and so all right let's 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 bring this home <laughs> let's 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 yeah um i think at the end of the day if you're struggling with pornography if you're struggling with masturbation if you're struggling with anything any of those things boy or girl talk to somebody you're not alone Talk to somebody you're not alone. Find someone you can trust. Talk to them. If you uh, are somebody that you know, you like you know somebody that's struggling with pornography, talk to them. Make the first reach. It might be hard. They might get hostile. Um, but do it with love. Do it out of charity. Um, and do it with genuine concern for their health and well-being and not so that you can be right and they can be wrong. Um, yeah. Offer to, you know, offer things up for them and help them out in whatever ways that they need to be. Um Hopefully that are they're at a point where they can understand why what they're doing is, is wrong and not good for them. And if it's not, then like work through that with them. And it might take weeks, it might take months, it might take years. But be that friend for somebody. That's, that's all. That's all I have. What do you think? That, that's all folks. That's all folks. We got your it. Your your picture is coming out of a circle on Google Hangouts now, so saying that's all folks worked. It was great. Zing. Um, that's good. I hope for those of you that have requested for us to talk about pornography and masturbation and these kinds of things, it it did the job. If it didn't do the job, feel free to yell at us. Um, you can find us on Twitter, at Propostle and at Catholic Pat. Send us a DM if you hate something that I or Patrick said. You can if you send hate us something emails. you said, at Propostle. If you hate something I said, at Steve Missionary. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us like an email uh, or something a little bit Longer, lengthier than a Twitter DM. Uh, it's Ethan at thecrunchcast.com, Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. We usually respond to emails in a timely manner. Um, let's see here. Please, what else? I, I, I just blanked on what else we have that people can <laughs> Patreon. contact us. 
patreon.com slash the crunch. Uh, it's a website that you can donate money to us if you support what we're doing, if you like what we're doing, if you want us to keep doing it um, and, you know, increase the quality by spending more time, being able to spend more time on it. Um, then that's patreon.com slash the crunch. You can donate as little as $1 or as many as $50 a month. And we appreciate anything that you can afford. Um, I'm going to do crunch of the week real quick, Patrick. Cool. Cool. Uh, let's hit it. Um, let's see here. You've got a lifelong listener parentheses me from top klc notch hey guys thank you for continuing to post woke and honest content on a weekly basis i didn't know that we posted woke content to be honest but anyway pat doesn't seem to get enough love so god bless you man ethan if you get the time maybe turn up the humbleness dial a notch great work though you are both equally great and you've made a lifelong listener out of me or however long you continue to do this i have learned so much about the faith through you two and i'm forever grateful for it have a great day Turn up the humbleness notch a little bit. Apparently, I need to be more humble on the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's, he's right. He's definitely right. <laughs> I mean, who, who who couldn't use a little more humility in their life? Exactly. We're let me just let me just turn up this people. humbleness dial on my mixer board right here. Turn it Crank up to, it to an the left. On. Eleven, baby. Um, that came from our iTunes review. If you would like to leave us a review and get it read right out on the show, drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, that's where we pull those from um subscribe tweet with hashtag the crunch tell all your friends if you're listening from the archdiocese of kansas city because of our sick expose shout out i love you uh you're my homies and i miss you <laughs> that's all i got that's all I, that's all i've said that's all you I boys in diaspora what diaspora is the, like the the dispersion of the jews during the babylonian exile New episodes every Sunday, folks. <laughs> that was a deep cut, Pat. That was good. <laughs> uh, tell them about the shirts. Oh, yeah. Shirts are actually packaged in my room right now, about to be mailed out tomorrow. Because the post office is closed on Sundays. Unlike the crunch, Dope. we're open every Sunday. hey Awesome. Uh, huge shout out to Patrick. Everybody be very thankful for your shirts because he put in a lot of work to make that happen, and I just kind of yelled at him. So, <laughs> oops. <laughs> finally the shirts are coming out if you didn't get a shirt the first time around we're gonna do new merch at some point so keep an eye out we will let you know in the coming weeks when that is happening hopefully it'll be 10 times more efficient than this uh yes yeah patrick got anything else (laughs) anything else for the people nothing else i love you people sweet i'm gonna go to the bathroom i love the people as well uh thank you all for listening (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.